welcome back to Descartes Pod. I'm Jana, and this week I'm very excited to have on a guest. I've been wanting to have her on for a minute. Please welcome to the podcast my friend and a member of Roses for Everybody, Jenny. Hello, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, it's been a minute. Like, I, I, we're not gonna like, talk about the campaign as much because it's just been on. We've been, oh God. listen, also, yeah. I'm like fucking, I'm burned out a little bit. <laughs> same girl, same. Let's be real. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> But I will say it has been such a fucking, I actually, okay, now I'm going to start crying. Um, It's been such a beautiful thing to build this community with y'all. And like, it's like kind of approaching close to a year when I like put out that call to action and you got into my DMs and we're like, I want to do this. And like, I, I know some things about graphic design. Like, I don't know, would you care to like have me be part of it? And I was like, yeah, like, I don't know who you are, but like, come on in. And it was like all these different people. And, wild? and then it just became this beautiful thing. And yeah. I just have grown so close to you. And I'm just really happy that you're a friend of mine. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, um, yeah, I was I was just telling a friend the other day. It's 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 such a beautiful thing how you know, five, six strangers came mm-hmm. together and were able to work together so well mm-hmm. um, to create this community for each other and produce so much good work and yeah. get conversations happening. We get mm-hmm. so many DMs from people um, that make me tear up mm-hmm. that are where they express that we've helped them have conversations with people in their lives and um, conversations with their children, Jess from Chatty Broads, yeah. um, had conversations with Ember about it. <sighs> so... Ah, what a what a beautiful thing. It's so yeah, it's really special. And I'm really grateful for you. And you have made it look so fucking good. Everyone, if you're not driving right now, clap your hands. <laughs> Jenny, please. <laughs> oh my god. The amount of just like joy you brought to my life with just like making things like make our like silly, stupid ideas look even <laughs> presentable, you know, it's just pretty amazing. <laughs> It's been really fun. It's been a really nice creative outlet for me. So I, I've been enjoying and loving it. So I love it. I love you. I love you. But you're also a, a batchy. You've been in the batch nation. Yes. You've been a fan, unfortunately, for a while. <laughs> and, yes. Um, with Feels every... like my whole life. <laughs> okay. So I want to know, like, when did yeah. you start watching and like, what got you into it? Like, you know, who's your favorite? Sure. Um, okay, so I was indoctrinated uh, right away, as soon as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I started watching in, in 2002, the <laughs> first season with my mom, and uh, I've uh, been here ever since. So, wow. uh, yeah, I'm Fuck. in hell. Uh, Fuck. Thank you for being in hell with me now, Jenna. Um, <laughs> this is my life now. <laughs> um, and let's see, of all the seasons, my favorites. Um, to be honest, I just love an Ashley Eye crying moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so Paradise Two and Three mm-hmm. for me. And I guess favorite bachelorettes, I mean Rachel and Caitlin for sure. Yeah. Also love Katie. Um, love what she's doing post show. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about it? Like it's very, yeah. it's very interesting. It's like I guess I'm not at all surprised that she would go down this path and go into stand-up comedy and just be a performer because mm. she was just so like electric in that regard. Yeah. Uh, 
but it's really cool as somebody who does like performing stuff or I used to do like to see her just like mm-hmm. really fall into it yeah uh, as a person who very much lives in fear most of the time seeing her living in love and just going for it um is I don't know is really admirable yeah so. truly she has such a weird platform too and like so much of Astro Nation like dislikes her mm-hmm. for various reasons and valid sure. or not valid like valid sure um but regardless it's like that would make me so nervous to put myself out there in the way that she is and like that's you have to give her that yeah because she's i mean she's doing open mic nights yeah. small sets yeah. uh as a newbie mm-hmm. like what mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah, those uh Caitlin for sure and of course Rachel Lindsay. Yeah, of course. Gorgeous Rachel Lindsay. You know, I was just thinking about rewatching her season again um this week because I was thinking about my favorite hometown, of course, being Deanie Babies. <laughs> Deanie Babies on the floor. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. I've never done a rewatch. Yeah, yeah. I rewatched Caitlin's once and it was so worth it. Okay. And it was like knowing oh, really? you know, what you know, you know, you're like, oh, and then to rewatch it was it was quite entertaining. And then I tried to rewatch Nick's in the beginning of the quarantine. Um and I and I it was actually entertaining and fun to watch because like okay. there's so many classic women on that season. Yeah, so many people. Yeah. Uh Rachel's would be, I think, a good one to rewatch. Yeah. You know, knowing what we know now. Knowing what we know now to actually try to find the nuggets of love story that were in there that were like hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. from us. Um, other than the first impression, Rose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would yeah. be great. Love that. Um, well, great. So, um, y'all, I've been struggling to find pop culture things that I find interesting because it's just, I don't know, some of, I get so burned out from the TikTok of it all. You know, people listening know that I don't watch Vanderpump Rules <laughs> um, and, and nothing against it. I just don't have the time. But clearly a lot has been happening. And Jenny here is not going to give us a fucking one-on-one on it. There's like six yeah. other podcasts I could tell you to Ten go listen cent. to. <laughs> to go whatever. Yeah. But Jenny does partake in the pumping. I pump. She's a pumper. <laughs> I guess, you know, it's it's a it's a wild story that has so many layers to it. But I, what I gather is that there's a man named Tom Sandoval. And he's a yes. real piece of shit. Yeah, he's a bit of a man-child. Um, and he has been since season one. And I think I think Ariana's coolness has just kind of covered up who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm very upset for Ariana. And I cannot wait to finish the season and see it all unfold. Mm-hmm. And see how Raquel responds in the reunion, essentially. Right. Uh, yeah, it's going to be wild. Did Sheena hit her? I don't know. Um, a lot of friends are coming out and saying that um, the punch isn't real. Um, so I would love to, I would love to see some interviews with Sheena Mm. to get to the bottom of that. Mm. I mean, that's a big allegation. It is. She put out a, she put out a, I don't think it was a restraining order, but a, uh, um, you know, the one where maybe it's a restraining order, but where is it like a cease and desist to stop talking about her or is it more? Yeah. Physical. No physical, because they're saying that Raquel may have to zoom in to the reunion. Because she can't be by Sheena from her own order. Order of protection. That Maybe is, that's, that's it. Order is, of yeah, protection. Yeah. There it is. Wow. That is salacious. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> we will see. But Team Ariana all the way, obviously, with the rest of the world. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah mm-hmm. yeah certainly <laughs> and i and i think that um what i know of raquel and the, of what's happening like i think there's room for nuance as you know she's a, a woman in a situation with a bunch of shitty men but i mean it's fucking wild to think about <laughs> you know like getting yeah. engaged and then cheating and then the whole thing it's it doesn't that doesn't really happen in bachelor very much doesn't actually yeah that's kind of strange yeah mm-hmm. now that we think about it mm-hmm trying to think uh, yeah that is kind of weird yeah um because it happens all the time in the Vanderpump rules they're constantly <laughs> cheating everyone is cheating the rules of Vanderpump cheating <laughs> that's the name of the game for that one <laughs> yeah it really is I love that I mean I definitely think more cheating happens about Trination that we probably know about but sure. uh and obviously there has been some scandals but it'll be interesting to see if we see an uptick in that yeah. because it is very it's it's good engagement it is definitely engagement so listen i might as well just rename this segment um instead of bachelor nation like gossip i should just name it nick hate you know corner <laughs> um so that's what it's been for the Drag last him. couple of weeks i just cannot find anything more compelling to talk about this man so skip his head if you're i guess tired of this no <laughs> jk everyone listening <laughs> loves this so nicholas uh started promoting a new service that he is providing called uh the vile files plus but i'm just calling it nick plus um and it's not nickelodeon or anything it's not like a fun little thing it's a just a fucking shit show okay so okay what it is is he is just trying to do another money grab you know if you remember a couple years ago he did a patreon where in which he interviewed a bunch of women from his season and mm-hmm. I listened to those interviews and fucking that was like the downfall for my like hatred. Of, like I started really hating him at that point because I listened to mm-hmm. him before and kind of thought he was had interesting things to say. And then those interviews really exposed how little he cared about like every woman on that show on his season and how much like disrespect he like <laughs> like would show towards their feelings because he's just like i mean but it was just television i was just entertainment i don't give a shit if your feelings were hurt and it was just like it's a tv show it was just like wild and i believe and i believe i actually even got like mild confirmation about this beforehand that he did not ever pay the women for that even though it was through patreon yeah exactly he just took all that money <laughs> you know i guess like don't hold me to it 100 but i'm pretty sure i had gotten confirmation from somebody on that one um, but it also just seemed like that to me. I was like, I am pretty sure he's not paying these women for their time, which I thought was really shitty. Um, mm-hmm. Like as if like exposure is really helping them. It's not. So on this new plus version, he's going to be having, I guess, extra vile file episodes. But then he's going to be also just archiving all those other episodes he had done before onto the site as a way to just like still bring in money for that, that I know he's not going to pay the women now for sure. <laughs> and um i just think it's kind of icky i agree his season is no longer relevant period <laughs> he is no longer relevant period he uh, it just pull right he's clickbait he's mm-hmm. drama clickbait mm-hmm. if he had a youtube video they'd be all you know uh stills of him crying his thumbnail would just be you know terror tears and and like uh you know trying to create rumors that he and natalie joy are breaking up i mean mm-hmm. he's really grasping for something that mm-hmm. isn't there unfortunately mm-hmm. so we'll see how successful this is truly if you click on the link it's like seven dollars a month <laughs> it would not be me 
<laughs> we need a mole. Please, if somebody is will, willing to do that, that's a lot of funds. Make sure you're like, maybe you have a rich boyfriend or something. <laughs> Use his money. You just get this. our roses for everybody account. Each chip in a dollar. <laughs> that's a good idea. That's what we can do. Oh, <laughs> I wanted to just briefly say, like, his attention to try to get people into it is he did this, like, really cringe TikTok where he was dancing on the street to, like, a high school musical song and all the girlies were like oh my god i love it because he just always he always likes to offer uh cash in on like relevancy for things that women like even though he doesn't like women and (laughs) he's using the song and i was just like this seems offensive to me for some reason and then i did the math the man was 25 when high school musical came out like what does he have why is he doesn't this is not for him it is not How, how old was natalie joy Let's see. When so their age difference. I think I think she'd be like five or six. It wasn't relevant for her either. Yeah, who's he trying to catch? God, that video too was just so cringe. She's trying to take Bennett's, you know, title for for cringe king. Because (laughs) that was so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. So incredibly hard. Poor guy. Poor guy. Feeling for him. Let's just start feeling bad for Nick, you know? Yeah. I mean, I that's the that's the secret. I always feel bad for him, but It's in a a, um, a, a a really like sad way. (laughs) I just, mm, I do think one time I said that like on the podcast a while ago. I was like, I think I saw through him through rewatching, and I was like, he's just lost because he's because he's lost so much, right? Like he's gone on and like put himself out there, and then he's been the loser over and over again. And I think that just really fucked with him. <laughs> so now he's just like, cannot let it go. Totally. You know, I'm almost thinking now that he's he's uh, flirting with the idea of being a therapist. It might be because he doesn't see his career going any further in this space. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know enough about his views and things. He's probably getting money through the podcast. But yeah, um, yeah. It, it really must be hard to pigeonhole yourself in that way. Yeah. 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 So like somebody DM me, they were like, I can't imagine he would want to take a pay cut to be a therapist. Like he's obviously yeah. making more money doing what yeah. he's doing now. And that doesn't quite seem, you know, uh, appropriate. Just like, imagine like Googling your therapist and seeing that it's Nick Royal and then like <laughs> all of the think pieces about him and like my think pieces about him. And <laughs> Like, imagine, yeah, imagine someone looking at him and being like, oh, no. Oh, no. What did I get myself into? I can't do this. I can't do this. Okay. Well, um, yeah. DM me if you are going to be joining Nick Plus um, and let me know about that. <laughs> so let's get into this double header of a week. What a fucking week. Are you liking the season? How are you feeling now? Hmm. How am I feeling? I guess each week I'm excited to watch. Yeah. Which is something that I feel like I haven't felt in a long time. Yeah. However, okay, yeah, this season I'm excited to watch. I do like that they are focusing on love story and less drama. There was not a two-on-one. Yeah. However, I am missing some drama. There, Like, it seems like, I don't know if people are just becoming so self-aware mm-hmm. and all reading, uh, you know, Game of Roses literature. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone's just on their best behavior besides Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it seems like people are a little too self-aware. Yeah, so I, I wish there were more drama. Zach is, you know, mayonnaise. Um, <laughs> you know, he and I share the same alma mater. Um, oh, right. So I know this person. 
there's a lot, there were a lot of white men at my school. And so he's just one of them to me in my head. And it kind of tracks. And um, from what I've heard from lots of people saying like, he's just that guy you went to college with. And, you know, he's uh, kind of that guy. He's just there. So that's sort of how I'm feeling about him. I'm excited to see if he, you know, ends up with Katie, like I think he will. And mm-hmm. they live happily ever after. And it's a Sean Lowe situation. I mean, I would, I would love for that. Um, <laughs> no, truly. All all, yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't give a lot. He doesn't yeah. give very much. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't. And he doesn't give a, a, very much either way. Like I've been yeah. criticizing in the last couple of weeks more, but even then when I like take a minute and like pull back, you know, I'm like, do I hate the man? No. Like, I mean, no. I just think he's like you said, he's that guy. He's just like that yeah. guy like that I know kind of. Ugh. Yeah, I think, they, I think they chose him because Clayton wasn't enough of a blank slate and they needed to go even blanker. They're succeeding. We'll see about sex week and yeah that entails i almost feel like nothing happens right oh you're right maybe they're over dramatized like dramatizing the commercials oh he touched a boob uh maybe but uh (laughs) i do have i do have feelings on that we'll get on yeah i want to get it i would like to talk about that a little bit yes (laughs) i'm sorry before we get into hometowns i'm sorry uh what why are we needing to discuss what happens in fantasy suites why is that such a thing now I mean, it could be fair, right? Transparency among relationships. You sort of want to talk about what happens um, just for mm-hmm. the for honesty's sake, sake mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like never before was it sort of a rule mm-hmm. that you needed to disclose your intimate relationships mm-hmm. with with your different partners in the fantasy suites. And that was sort of the beauty of it. It yeah. was it was private. I don't know if they pushed him to reveal it or or what's going to happen. We don't know. I'm this is all conjecture. I'm just making up a scenario, but I Yeah, I think that's a really good interesting point that I was trying to maybe yeah. figure out the reason, but I think it might be as simple as they are pushing them to tell them yeah. tell the other contestants because it kind of worked, I guess, for drama and I I I want to blame whatever producer it was that decided during Peter's season to start making the women mm-hmm. stay together. I remember when a collective Bachelor Nation was like, that was wrong. We didn't like, that was like wrong. But then we were also like, give it, give it. Like that was, it was so fucking cringe and like so bad. Right. But I definitely remember getting like a visceral, like, oh no, something like something has shifted in the like atmosphere. And I feel like ever since then, we have not been able to like kind of get back. Yeah. Close it up. It's like with Peter, they're like, this guy likes to fuck. He's going to fuck them all. So let's put them in a room. And that worked for Peter. Yeah. But right. it doesn't work for, you know, Zach. Yeah, exactly. And I guess with uh, Gabby and Rachel, they didn't have the guys in the same room. So maybe they are uh, trying they to. They did. They did. But I... it was it was just like, we were all so fucking checked out during that season, y'all. I mean, okay, like, and then I guess I, now I'm also thinking maybe what the turning point was Hannah Brown season, right? When she tells Louise mm-hmm. she's had sex. And that was one of the yes. most dramatic things that's ever been like, you know, kind of happened on the show. Yeah, most talked about for sure. Yeah, the most talked about. And so yeah. I feel like I yeah, so I think to to your credit, like it is just like they've they are thinking that's what we want and need. And yeah, I don't really think it is because I do think there's a beauty to just the like, you know, the unknown and and watching the women still crumble. I mean, they're still going to get anxious knowing and wondering Mm -hmm. if they, you know, are like the guy is doing things with the other contestants or or whatever version it is, you know. Um, 
because that you know the men get quite jealous too um yeah yeah it's interesting because it just doesn't need to tell <laughs> no no he doesn't no like sex doesn't I, I know that in our culture and the shows that we watch everything needs to be on the table but it doesn't there are lots of ways to say no mm-hmm. right even to production even to jesse mm-hmm. <laughs> um and yeah, there's there's other ways of going about it. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see what happens next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm Maybe it's nothing. Excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very excited for the fantasy suites. It's my favorite season or favorite episode usually. So on uh, hometown date, uh number one, um, this week and apparently every week, I guess, is sponsored by Axe Body Wash because baby. We got another shower scene. <laughs> it never ends. Yes. It was a long one, too. Yeah, literally. And I'm saying at this point, I am wondering if there's maybe like a dermatologist at home watching. If there is, <laughs> maybe you can just make sure there's no irregular moles. You got a lot of footage to look over. A lot. Every angle. I know that man's whole body. Really do. Shaved, not shaved. <laughs> All of it. <laughs> so, Yeah. Now we're going to go meet the ladies in their hometown dates. But actually, before we do that really quick, I want to, in date card tradition, uh, we usually like to ask a guest or each other, if you were bringing Zach home to your hometown, where would you take him? Oh, I love that question. Oh, where would I take him? I would probably take him to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. I live in uh, the Bay Area and I'm just over the hill from boardwalk and it has just excellent people watching lots of like you know frozen treats to lick and roller coasters to ride and a bonfire situation oh i'm seeing it all yeah it'd be it would be very magical and sweet i thought you were gonna ask about how how would i introduce someone to my family right this episode was a bit triggering for me um because i have an older brother and there were just so many older brothers and I couldn't really handle it. However, I was very proud of all the women because unlike other seasons, I feel like these the women sort of stood their ground. Yeah. We'll probably get into it. But Ariel even said, like, he has a name. Use his name, Brother Bobby. And I, I, I really liked that the the brothers and the dads didn't feel like they owned their daughters mm-hmm. like we usually see or that we have seen. Um, so I thought that was really cool. You're so fucking right. That's why I felt good yeah. about it. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it was We're evolving slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Like sometimes I'm like, oh my god, like we're kind of getting there. They're listening to us or something. Like there was such a pushback, yeah. and they were like, we really need to. And I and I fucking told. I've told multiple people who I've podcasted with in the last couple of months, um, and other podcasts where they used to be Batch fans, and they're like, I can't watch it anymore. And I was like, listen. This season, I'm telling you, this season is back to like the kind of old vibe to the most that they can. Like, I think they're trying really hard. So, um, Gabby takes our man to Vermont. Stunning. Um, it's essentially a perfect, you know, hometown experience. There's literally no drama other than the fact that Zach doesn't like maple. And then he likes maple. It's confusing. (laughs) So they finger blasted, they finger blasted a tree, and then they tasted it. And now he likes syrup. Night one, he was disgusted with Gabby. And then this episode, he's like, I love maple syrup. Yes, I love it. I could do this every day. 
Anyway, that was confusing. Yeah. Um, he, of course, cannot pick out uh, what is um, the real syrup, but we're not surprised. <laughs> yeah. He has no taste. <laughs> he has no taste. <laughs> like I said, it's a really chill day. Everything's fine. Yeah. Uh, her supportive daddy, Kevin, is great. So sweet. So adorable. Yeah. So sweet. So adorable. So hot. Listen, Kevin, if you and Gabby's mommy ever break up, call me and then also call <laughs> the senior bachelor casting producers. <laughs> Call you, huh? Okay, yeah, I'm ready for it. It's fine. I need to. I need a sugar daddy. I need a maple daddy. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. Um, um, one thing I want oh, to know from the date, I found really sweet. So the date went well. The family seemed to like him. But afterwards, when Gabby was getting emotional, I felt an emotion. And I'm on Zoloft, so I don't feel much. Um, and when she said, "Don't forget about me," and he said back to her. How could I forget about you, Gabby? That really like hit me deeply. Like that was some abandonment shit. So I could relate, and it just felt it felt good. And I, I'm scared for her. Mm. Um, but but she's gonna have a great career. She seems like a wonderful lady. Yeah, you are taking it from a very authentic side, and I love you for that. (laughs) My thing is that I think it was reported somewhere, the New Yorker, let's say, uh, that Gabby read How to Win the Bachelor, and uh, (laughs) she was playing this moment perfectly. You're right. Okay, I would like to know. Clues, hit me up. We're in the DMs. What? Okay, uh, you could be for TRR for the right reasons. But uh, can you be for TRR genuinely, like a like a uh, yeah. Brandon Marias? Mm. Um, or, or excuse me, not Brandon Marias. Who am I thinking? Brandon. Brandon. Um. Mm, God, what's it? Yeah, Michelle's from Michelle's season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle's Brandon. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. his last name. Can you be like a true for TRR player and also read the book and have the skills to make it far? Yeah. Yeah, if if anyone can, it's Gabby. Because I, I, I believe that. Because I do actually believe that she is genuine and I do think she's authentic. Exactly. It wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work if she wasn't. So I, I agree. And yeah, so I think, yeah. And I, and, I, and I wager that Gore has hopefully tried to say to people like, this is a book to help you get, you know, far. But also like, yeah, like it's, it's a guide to like help you just survive this fucking, mm-hmm. you know, torture zone like saw movie like it's a fucking saw movie and they need to like survive and you need (laughs) you need the fucking like you need these resources to know that you have some control yeah right that's a whole different way of looking at it right like the producers do not control you a lot of what gore talks about is like owning owning your actions having control over yourself um so Shout out to them. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, that was it. But yeah, I, I agree. It was really sad. And I was like, I I got briefly worried that Zach was going to send her home because he doesn't like negative mm-hmm. emotions. Of her being slightly insecure for a moment. Yeah. He was like, mm, we, we I guess that's a good me. sign. He must really like her. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> so now we're going to go to New York to visit um, Ariel's family who are first generation immigrants and she's just really excited to show meet meet you know have Zach meet them um and to like show her like her life and she's wonderful i mean my only my only you know commentary is just that i still don't believe that she likes him and that's nothing against her if anything that mm. makes me like her more yes i agree she's smart and witty and interesting 
and cultured. Um, mm-hmm. It was awesome to see a Jewish person and family on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bachelor is so Christian that you know we don't get to talk about other ways of life, and it was awesome to see um, her family, how close they all are, yeah. and. And also just, you know, they didn't talk about the immigrant experience much, but they did reference it. And yeah. that was that was really nice to see. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that was kind of more than I've really seen on the show in such a long time. Um, again, yeah. we're giving them way too much credit. But like this episode. Was, we are. Like, they could do better. Do better. They could do better. Do but better. like I, I was just like, oh, my God, this is like we don't normally see this. So it was really oh, great that they yeah. like did showcase her date so like mm-hmm. they gave it a lot of screen time and had no yeah. there was no problem there was no like weird music it was fine mm-hmm. and even like at risk of her brother bobby as you mentioned earlier being super like fucking cunty which i stand but That's like it job. can often go the route where the the you know bitchy brother is is like a villain almost of the episode mm-hmm. you know and he yeah. didn't even get that much of a villain at it he just got a like no. you know hard ass like and also it wasn't even hard ass it was just so fucking relatable he's like listen um i'm sure you're a nice dude you seem respectable so like why should my sister choose you which i first of all god love that question we never fucking hear that on the show why know. should they pick you and he's like uh he cannot <laughs> He's looking to the left. He's looking to the right. Who's going to give me this answer? What am I? Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> okay. So for these things, when when he, I feel like he was asking him some gotcha questions, yeah. right? It's like not the kindest thing to do, no. but valid because one, Zach should know these things. If you're going to propose and potentially marry a person you should know those things but second of second point is that and i think it's the show's biggest problem like there's so much it's a limited amount of interactions uh between people why why is there so much distance why can't we get everyone together more why are these women is it just so that the women emote with so much insecurity mm-hmm. um imagine a season where the women are seeing him a lot Mm-hmm. And like thirsting for him harder and like mm-hmm. battling each other in a different way mm-hmm. than just with their own insecurities and sadness. Anyway, so I don't think it was Zach's fault for not knowing those things because they've had like, you know, eight hours together, Max. Truly, truly. Yeah. That's, yeah, I agreed. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, they would require yeah. the show to have less people, um, which I've actually been yeah. a proponent of for a while, though. I think we should have a season totally. with like 20 it to start and then. Mm-hmm. Down, and then the half of the season is like six and above that would be so fucking dramatic you're gonna have so yeah. much drama if you just have like six women fighting for one person or whatever six people fighting for one person for the majority of a season that's going to be so because there's going to be so much more interpersonal drama happening and yes that's authentic yeah and right? yeah that's and the lead would know fine. yeah would know more people know the people more yeah. so yeah i love that um yeah, it was definitely a gotcha moment, but it was great. And ultimately, her dad was also really great. Like, he asked some hard questions, <laughs> but he was like, you know, I'm going to trust my daughter and trust this, like, scenario. And um, I told Connie, I was watching with Connie that night, and I was like, you know, and if I if we're taking away all of this and we just look at it from, like, a, re- like a real perspective, I would like to think if I was a parent mm-hmm. on the show, I would um, be able to remember that, like, 
whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And the right, the right choice is the right choice for both these people. Right. Like I don't want them to just pick my child because they have to pick my child (laughs) to be, you know, like if they don't pick my child, then actually like, cool, like we're good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like who cares? Yeah. It's fine. Nice to meet you. I, I loved her dad. I thought he was like, stoic and a hard ass and logical and when he said like he like started doing some math he's like well there's four women so you will get 25 percent of my blessing and I was like yes obsessed so good so true here for that so yeah yeah that was that was cool and it ended well right they, yeah it ended well yeah. yeah no all of them were fine there was like nothing nothing wrong, wrong about it's it's fucking crazy it was like the most chill hometown week ever so yeah so then we go to katie's date and so i guess today i was this old when i found out that zach and her both live in austin <laughs> i don't fucking know dude um yeah uh this show is so fucking silly sometimes i swear to god because like can we just call it like i guess they're gonna like <laughs> Oh, really? If they pull a Claire and Dale and just call it. <laughs> Literally Claire and Dale. So good. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, it is fun because she's like, hey, let's run some errands. They go shopping. Yeah, I like that a lot. And she bribes them into building her IKEA future. This is feminism, people. Yes. I loved Katie's date because I love watching men work. And it, yeah, it was everything to me. <laughs> It's so good. It was so good. So if you remember Katie, Katie's trauma is that she had her both her paternal father and her stepfather um left their family at different times in their life. Fucking horrible. I very much relate to that storyline now that I kind of understand it more. God, that's so brutal and relatable and like and basically literally my case. And yeah, it's sad. I mean her her you know, she's like, I stayed in a toxic relationship because I was afraid of being left and caught is not exactly literally what happened to me in my high school sweetheart. Mm. But, you know, it seems like she's, she. it seems like she's on a journey to heal and I hope she's done some good therapy and healing. It's hard to say because she cries a lot, Um, but I'm not, I'm not saying that negatively. It's just, it's what happens and she doesn't really open up much more, which I'm really happy that even in this time, she's like literally talking to the camera and they're really fucking getting her, trying to get her to say more about her trauma mm-hmm. and she doesn't and i have so much respect for her same i agree and just calling back to last week i think it was when zach you know had that really real moment with her you know essentially saying i know the producers are asking you for more you do not have to give them more um so Sweet. so that was a nice supportive moment yeah totally um and you could tell that she was really close with her mom which yeah. was nice to see like yeah um so she has a support system there yeah and um her mom can get it any day of the week uh very hot (laughs) hot Hot mom and i will end katie's date with a quote from katie herself and it was with the exception of my brother every man in my life has failed me (laughs) fucking beautiful i want that as a ringtone (laughs) (laughs) i thought you were gonna get another tattoo so um, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we skipped. Do we skip over charity? Do we need to go back to? Oh my oh, girl. god! I <laughs> fucking hate my life. It's literally right here. God damn it! Oh god. Best for last. Listen, yeah, we saved the best for last, baby. So yeah. charity, charity, charity. So we go to her hometown of uh Columbus, Georgia, 
And she does a little switcheroo. She's like, listen, we're not going to go on a fun date beforehand. We're going to go meet my friends and family now. Look at it. I love that so much. To get that out of the way and then be able to like have a fun, joyous night together. Gorgeous. So smart. So smart. Yeah. And just goes to show how confident she is in her family, Mm -hmm. where she's from, Mm -hmm. who she is. It goes through the entire thing perfectly. Her friends and family are all fucking wonderful. She has a small group friend that come and they talk to her on the side. What Mm -hmm. I loved was that clearly all those friends are also friends with each other. Like it didn't feel at all like she pulled four separate friends from like different parts of her life, which also would have been fair and fine. But, like, it just was, like, clearly there's so much love for Charity and vice versa. Um, Her brother was such a delight, Nihamaya. And he, like, he started crying as soon as they walked through the gate. And I was like, that is so sweet. I love him. He was pretty sweet. And also, like you mentioned earlier, like, you know, the brothers and some of the fathers were, you know, protective as usual. But I feel like there wasn't this overall arching, like, narrative that we own this person. And you better fucking Mm -hmm. ask for my permission. Yeah, and he didn't ask for any of their blessings, or at least they didn't show us. I mean, yeah. maybe he just asked Katie's mom or something like that, um, but they didn't show us any. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. We're not property people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 2023, okay? Feminism. Anyway, yeah. That's, like I said, a person with an older brother, it was so nice to see, like, really supportive ones that, like, genuinely care um, and are protective of their sisters in, like, a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, like they trust ultimately mm-hmm. the decisions they'll make and they just don't want them to be hurt, mm-hmm. which is very, you know, reasonable. Yeah, certainly. Um, And yeah. her dad and mother also seemed very similar. They just were like, we trust you, you know, cause Charity's story is that she was, you know, really, really fucked over by her last serious relationship where he cheated mm-hmm. on her multiple times and gaslit her and cheated on like a close friend and, that's really brutal, and it seems like her family obviously just don't want, doesn't want her to go into a situation where she's going to get hurt again. Um, I will say, listen, the will she be in the next Bachelorette edit was heavy-handed, but I'm not mad about it. Same. I'm pretty sure that's why she got to have her date swapped and why her friends got to be there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. It, it very much was a bachelorette edit. But yeah, not mad. I loved it. It, it. it allowed us to get to know her a little bit more. And that was sort of necessary for 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 us to fully accept. Not even. We would have accepted anyway. Right. But it, it was just nice to know that they're making an effort to like get to know your bachelorette more. Yeah, because we didn't get that. Last yeah, we season very well, you know, and like we kind exactly. of got out of Rachel and Gabby, I guess, but like not really. And then yes. we didn't, sure as hell didn't get it for fucking Katie. Um, yeah. so yeah, I really appreciated that they listened to our mm-hmm. demands. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, date goes well. She gets, she's, um, it's sweet. It's great. It's, there's nothing wrong. They go on a little, um, dancing. They go line dancing everywhere afterwards. So mm-hmm. smart. Again, I just think it's so smart because, like, it just, yeah, you get to enjoy the time with the, the person afterwards and you're not yeah, like no at nerds. the car, All like fun. going, like, oh, you're leaving me, you know, kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, so t- before Rose ceremony, um, so Jesse was late to set that day because he had <laughs> to finish giving his wife oral and. <laughs> Um, so they woke Sean up from whatever holding cell they have made him stay in to talk to Zach about the dates. Oh my Um, god. If you slow down the stream to 50%, you can see right in the corner a producer holding a gun to Sean. (laughs) I know, he so does not want to be there. I don't know about you, Jenna, but 
when I'm watching these Council of Crowns, my something happens to me, my ADA, excuse me, ADD just goes in full force. And I like literally can't listen to what's happening. Like, I don't care. There's no real advice given. Could care less. No, and she kind of literally that's just like, um, I just had a feeling about Catherine. That was it. And we're like, oh, thanks, Sean. Yeah, thanks. we know you told us episode one. Christ. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so women yell all, baby. Woo! Woo! So historically, this is one of my least favorite episodes, but this was the Same. best one I've ever fucking seen in my life. Maybe not. There might have been better ones in the past, but this was definitely top three women yell all for me it, it here i'm gonna do my like steven my stefan stefan sorry my stefan impression from snl do you oh my god stefan? please love stefan yeah stefan he's like he's like this he's like this had everything this had everything <laughs> it had sorority parties bitchy clapbacks helpless <laughs> men twerking bugs dei training uh moldy wine and the best bachelorette Announcement we've ever seen. That uh, horrible. <laughs> it's so good, and I I I always like the women tell all because good. I'm an Aries and I I like to fight. So let's go. Um, and you know, Jenna, they were there were fat people at the women tell all. I don't know if you saw. No, they were in the audience. Fat people are fans of The Bachelor. You heard it here first, y'all. Um. Fat people are, you know, are nominating themselves and their friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway. No, it's so good. So true. <laughs> no, I didn't see them because I don't see size. Um, <laughs> I'm, that was my impression of a Bachelor casting producer. <laughs> I don't see size. And like lots of people in our comment section. Yeah. yeah really. um, um, where are we going to find them? I, we, there's just like no fat people to cast. Oh, my God. Know. Oh my god, remember that comment in our section last week? They were like, um, about Love is Blind. They were like, yeah, but they filmed this in Seattle and like there's really not any fat people in Seattle. This person literally said that. We like could not handle it. That was so funny. I know I commented, I said, my cousin is fat and he lives in Seattle. Maybe you can find him like where's Walden? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, so let's start with the viewing party, yeah? Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay, so... We haven't done one of these in a while because I think Chris Harrison was depressed before he got fired and then he got fired and then they weren't <laughs> going to let the women do it. Um, and then no one wanted to meet Clayton. So anyway, here we are, Zach and Jesse <laughs> doing some breaking and entering and the parties were so staged. I do miss this. Like I, I loved when they used to do this more often. It was wild. The That sorority house were like dry humping Zach. Yikes. <laughs> um what would happen if zach and jesse you know showed up to you and your roommate <laughs> viewing parties or with connie yeah exactly no we would like literally just be like get the fuck out like we don't let ben into our house we are so bitchy like we have like a couple times um basically for both of us when we order postmates every like week or so a guy postmate delivery guy will just like stay on the porch and keep knocking because he like wants us to like come to the door to like 
get our food. We're like, what part of leave at the door do you not understand? And it's like, that is very strange. Yeah. It doesn't happen that often, but it happens like enough where we're just like, Ugh, oh. we are just like a no man zone in our house. So we would literally probably like pick up like one of our like hiss. knives and yeah, start hissing. And hiss like my, him. Room, my roommate, Dana is a total witch. So she would literally just be like, like hexing them. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I'd love to see that. Get out. We need to make like a bachelor scary movie. Oh my god, you're right. Does that exist? That would be very fun. Oh, that would be. So that would be fun. very fun. Oh my god, yeah, people are like literally dying and stuff. Oh, so good. Yeah. A, sl- <laughs> a little slasher. Yeah. I, I stand. Ooh, I like this idea. No one steal it. We um start off the first half of the tell all in pretty typical fashion, which means Jesse's high on Zannies and he's like fully disassociating, <laughs> uh, while the women. <laughs> Are fighting over who deserves to be online bullied the most. Tell me I'm wrong. That's what it is. No, you're (laughs) spitting facts. (laughs) They're all facts. But I did find it interesting that basically no one gets outright booed, right? Like horribly booed Mm -hmm. from the audience. Because in the end, no one was a real villain this season. Yes, there were some white women who did too much and did a bunch of microaggressions. and you know but no one woman receives all of the public ire you know and I kind of love this I love it a lot I don't love the microaggressions of course but I love the overall trend of what it meant for me to have a season where in which there wasn't like a woman who was getting like really really destroyed right and bullied yeah oh of course yeah definitely i wish i i honestly one of the notes i took was like i wish we saw more of christina mandrell she was so captivating on our screen and i feel like they just like passed right over her Mm -hmm. um almost like disappointed that she wasn't a true villain like when these women are 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 being brought in Mm -hmm. by their peers Mm -hmm. a lot of they're accepting it Mm-hmm. You know, they realize that they they need to listen and they need to to hear the other person mm-hmm. and, and just take a beat, mm-hmm. you know, and they've all had time to do that. I think, you know, a lot of this credit goes to podcasts like this one mm-hmm. um, and others where you're sort of like teaching people how to behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it's like a breath of fresh air that there, you know, there's not a true villain because these people at least they're attempting faking whatever but they're you know trying their best to to show the world that they are decent Mm -hmm. and that's cool yeah and if anything and i think we said this back when christina was eliminated i was happy she was eliminated because i didn't like how she was was disrespecting brianna but i but i did desperately want her to continue to be on because i wanted Mm -hmm. to see what more she could have done as a villain um and i think she would have hearkened back to um sparkle eyebrows from sean lowe's season Sierra, yes thank you yes yeah yeah it had, uh, jess it had actually jess with her glitter comments mm-hmm. saying like don't let anyone dull my sparkle i was like that is tiara's quote and we won't no one's gonna dull no, you i no. love it like <laughs> she influenced me to buy some gel glitter and yes. i'm putting it all over my chest right now i love it it's so good um <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I agree. She, uh, Christina would have brought a lot of mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. that we'll never get to see. Yeah. But so, maybe yeah. in paradise. Yeah. Oh, my God. You're right. It'll be wonderful because she's she's playing for the camera. You know, like right. some of those things, like what she did to charity, that was mm-hmm. that was a play for the camera. Yeah. No, and that's the thing. And I think she apologized 
Um, I hope she did. I hope she did. Actually, I don't know this. Actually, I'm gonna say I think it. she did. I think she did. But uh, yeah, I think she could probably go on paradise and not do a microaggression. Like I see that in mm-hmm. her. Like you know, I don't have much faith in us white women here, but I, I could see it working out. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm hopeful yeah. that she can she'll she'll do better. Um, and be great on that sh- season. So the main kind of uh, villain of this episode is Anastasia. So mm-hmm. she gets it from every angle, but even then, still kind of mild. But basically, apparently, she had a boyfriend the entire time. Um, one of the other cat cats. with the C, yeah, <laughs> cat with the C. Show us your receipts. Where are they? I want to see them. How do you have receipts? To be honest, I, I guess I could have looked. I don't follow her, so I don't know if she has shown them. But I feel like it would have gone around if she had. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um and Stasi, this is funny to me Stasi was very like uh i do not and will not have a boyfriend <laughs> she didn't say will not but it was, it was very much like and i will not ever have a boyfriend and i wanted to mention that because flash forward when we have this weird blooper kissing scene guess who's one of the girls trying to kiss on a girl anastasia my baby yes i was like is this gonna happen mm-hmm. i want to see it is uh-huh. this happening I think Stassi is bye. I'm going to be problematic and say it. <laughs> Into it. But also, okay. I mean, this is a whole other conversation. Uh, but it, but just like, like, let Anastasia fuck. Let her fuck before the show. Everyone deserves it. Everyone that's, deserves it. Anytime the they want title it. title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, so, so even that was kind of like unnecessary to me. Like, right. We're over that. Right. Like let people have sex. Yeah. Um, yeah. But of course, the microaggression yes. mm-hmm. against Kylie. Uh that was a good conversation. I don't know if Anastasia really took full accountability. There was like a I'm sorry, but kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just happy to hear, you know, that conversation being had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out to Genevieve for did a really good job of, you know, really, like, she didn't have to do that. So I just really appreciate that she, mm-hmm. you know, did it and, like, had her, um, had the the microphone and was able to, uh, you know, very, like, clearly describe in the way in which that was a microaggression to perpetuate the angry black woman trope, um, which mm-hmm. is, like, the main thing that happens on the show. And so it was really good for her to just express it really well. And yeah, it didn't seem like Stassi really like I, I feel like she probably got it now, but like it didn't seem like she had really understood up until that point. But, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully she heard and hopefully she you know, got in. Kylie kind of closed her out on her fake apology that it was only because she was worried about what people were going to say to her. But she's accepted it now. I guess we move on from that. Um, but yeah, please do better uh, <laughs> in the future. My yeah. bisexual queen Stassi. OK, so yeah. The cat charity Brooklyn drama of it all. There isn't much to say that hasn't already been said, except for I do mm-hmm. want your opinion on it because what I it's yeah. very it's I think it's polarizing a little bit on whether you like Brooklyn or not for what's happened. Sure, I love a person who is unfiltered. Yeah, um, yeah, because they show you who they are, problematic or not, right? Yeah, because like at least they're showing you who they are. You can judge. You can mm-hmm. have that conversation, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. I I I think I'm leaning towards the side of liking Brooklyn, thinking yeah. that she's really fun. I don't like um I don't I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of name calling in general in mm-hmm. fighting. I think mm-hmm. it's sort of destructive and can hurt 
people. Um, and I don't like the word classless yeah. that she kept on using. Like, yeah. I, I'm like yeah. using it, almost saying like, what isn't classless about that? And it's like, mm. the root of the word is is stemmed in a lot of, um, you know, systems and, and uh, capitalism and oppression, et cetera, et cetera. And so I, I didn't like, um, I didn't like that use of the word. But I think that's just some ignorance that she needs to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's heard from someone about it. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in general, I think, you know, back to the episode where Kat was mm-hmm. um, defending herself or feeling attacked for being called out. That that to me was victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And I didn't appreciate that. Mm-hmm. It didn't seem like she took any time to to hold herself accountable for how she affected others with her actions yeah uh and i really liked that brooklyn stood up for charity mm-hmm. i would like to see like what charity had to say more I, I feel like the they, like they were there were interactions but she was speaking for her and mm-hmm. that's not cool that's the thing. but so, it seems like charity like like maybe there were things that we didn't see because charity right. seemed really charity like and brooklyn are besties brooklyn has yeah. sorry charity has also said on podcasts that they are like the closest like they are yeah like, they are close since the show like so i think that what we probably didn't see was that charity was really appreciative of it etc cetera, etc cetera. Yeah. so i think multiple things can be true at once on this moment totally. and i think that the one truth i want to say which is like probably the one that we really got to look out for is, is that it is good that charity sorry that brooklyn um stepped in and helped in a situation mm-hmm. that could have gone in a direction where charity would have could have gotten that microaggression put onto her yes. so that was important yes. but yeah. as a white viewer i want white women to know that there's also a limit mm-hmm. where you step back you know and because we don't know how it all mm-hmm. happened we only see that brooklyn just kept going yes. at it and so i don't like yes. that but i think it's probably not the truth and i imagine there was more to it that we mm-hmm. just didn't see but i think as far as like the edit we saw that part kind of rubbed me wrong but like at the same time do i mm-hmm. would the alternative is that brooklyn didn't do anything i don't want that so i think the answer mm-hmm. is that I'm, I'm team brooklyn in that sense but i just hope that we all myself included everyone remembers to step in and stand out and speak out but also take direction from the people you're yeah. helping and to not take up space yeah um, yeah right when, yeah. when charity's capable but again it could have been edited but the yeah. optics don't look that great exactly yeah that's, i think so i think we yeah. just have to admit to that yeah we don't know so but but overall like love the you know if the shoe fits lace that bitch up i mean <laughs> she, you know she's branding herself she's trying to sell t-shirts and you know the follower counts are low she's gotta like make that money where she can you know so true so i'm excited i'm sure she'll be in paradise and Mm -hmm. that'll be fun and we'll get all that so let me go pee really quick okay yeah Um, yeah i have to pee i'm gonna go too (laughs) will i edit this out we'll see so we get um we get a handful of whatever hot seats i'm we're not gonna go over all of them i did want to say jess did get one and she was really adorable. I do think she's trying to replace Ashley I for most tears. I see that. <laughs> you know, not mad about yeah. it as well because she yeah. is super cute. And she does seem to be really beloved by everybody, including Jessie, who I think was hitting on her. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I also think that if whatever doesn't work out with Zach and this and whoever he ends up with, mm. I can see that being a, the one that got away situation. Mm. 
you know, after a little bit of time, a little maturity, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. I don't know, right? Because there was a lot of chemistry there. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the Kelly to his Peter. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what is happening, everybody? What, like, what is happening? Like, I don't Paul get Peter. it. Peter. Like, you're friends with him. Ask him what's going on. Friend. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so we get our Greer moment that um if listeners listened last week connie had um heard some scuttlebutt that it was going to be a full dei moment and um boy was it um and yeah. uh for better or for worse and i think mostly for the better but so you know caveat jenny and i are both white women so we are not gonna um sit here and, and talk about you know how anyone should feel about this kind of moment but we did want to talk about the importance of it so um it was important for a lot of reasons. Like one, let's just get the elephant out of the room. A lot of comparisons into the fact that Eric did not do the same or was not allowed to do the same or didn't want to do the same. You could be seen as both ways. I think there's a possibility that he wasn't allowed because he was the winner. But I also could see a reality in which he, you know, like maybe wanted to, but wasn't going to push for it. There is jesse so he says this quote he says the truth is as a franchise we have done a very poor job in the past of addressing serious topics head-on and we're not going to miss <laughs> miss that opportunity here tonight like holy fuck dude jenna i looked out the window there were a bunch of pigs and they were flying in the air there's a storm happening right now in my area and there were just a bunch of pigs you know how i live in hell it's frozen here now <laughs> it's frozen <over. laughs> Anyway, that was um, so surprising and, of course, do better show. But we're happy to see yeah. that there's some acknowledgement of this. And there's yeah. there's someone, there's some producer, there's some person on the team that, you know, might be sort of like how we are in this community of mm-hmm. yelling and screaming for what we think is right. And maybe there's someone there that's doing the same. Yeah. And you know, flowers to that person. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's just one. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's one, just one Lily <laughs> producer. And yeah. they're the one that probably keeps giving me like Twilight references. They're like, I'll just sprinkle this in for Jenna because I love her. <laughs> um, uh, I know there's somebody doing something for me because it's, <laughs> it's always that. But yeah, it was so, I mean, it's just obviously very wild considering his predecessor. <laughs> yeah, totally. I know, I know Jesse's paid to do this, right. but it made me like him. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being played. Yeah. But no, yeah. I mean, we probably are, but I just don't yeah. think this would have happened um, mm-hmm. in the Chris Harrison time because during that time we had, they, the last time we had like a serious sit down chat in that regard, other than the Rachel Kirkconnell love it all was where in which he brought out Rachel Lindsay and made her do the DI training for Peter's season and it was so fucked up like I again I'm not going to speak on behalf of the black community but it just felt really mm-hmm. gross that they used Rachel that way yeah. and uh yeah so like to have Jesse do it and to have it uh you know that and then so for them to actually bring on um oh you know Dr. Kira Banks who is a trained professional to not only speak with Greer privately speak with Jesse hopefully speak with Mike Fleiss Diversity isn't diversity. What was his tweet? Yeah, diversity. Shit. Oh my god. Isn't diversity if, that... if it's like a narrow view of diversity? You would think 
that is we... Dr. Kira here for us too? Do we need to slide into her DMs? I already, she already followed me back. I love her so much. Shut up, Jenna, get in there. She's oh. in. Oh my Sorry, we're always, we're always scheming and strategizing oh. how to get in. We may be coaching a player or two next season. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. We're trying our darndest. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But um, yeah, like, oh my God, what if he tweeted that because he had just spoken to Dr. Banks. Like That's exactly uh, what happened. That is oh, exactly what happened. The timing. The timing. I'm sure of it. I'm losing my mind right now. Okay. Anyway. Um <laughs> Yeah. So Greer's apology. Again, we're not gonna say whether it was good or bad. But what I will say is I think fellow white women who probably are not listening to this podcast, I feel like most people who listen would do a pretty good job of understanding that what she said was was important. And I want if, you know, you know people in your life who were like, I I don't like this. I didn't get it. Tell them to watch it again, because what Greer did say was correct. Like she laid it out and she didn't fucking make any hub hub about it she didn't try to make mm-hmm. it seem like she didn't she didn't she just was upfront about it and it was like it was honest She's yeah like, this honest. Is racist. yeah and yeah. this was racist and what i did was racist and what that person did was racist and mm-hmm. then when she described what the history is which was i think was really important because like i mean literally she didn't obviously she didn't know when she did those actions so like I think it's just really important for people to hear what she had to say and that it's about dehumanization and has a long history. And yeah, I, I just, you know, I thought that was a moment that was really, I mean, it's going to go down as like one of, one of the more important moments of this franchise. I agree. agree. It's great to see. I want to see more. Yeah. Yeah, truly. And was it that fucking hard? We don't need to. Hopefully yeah. we don't need to see more, but <laughs> I shouldn't have said <laughs> No, no, no. But it's, it's yeah, exactly. But, uh, y'all know what I mean. Y'all know yeah, what I mean. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. Connie and I were talking about it last week on the pod and we were just like, you know, ultimately we just have to, uh, you know, know that this is the reality of it. Like they're going to have people who are going to have, you know, scandals. Yeah. So like what we want is for them to just like acknowledge it and for the show to acknowledge it mm-hmm. and not just the person who's being um you know uh publicly you know having to go through this moment you know and and it's like so the show doing that is is important so it's like and i also but i also will say i wish the show i went to go look at all the social medias i really wish there had been a post like i really they need to be promoting dr banks they need to be making a post they need to Mm -hmm. re-up their fucking post they made a while ago where they're just like can we steal you for a minute we don't accept blah 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 in the franchise they need to fucking do that again and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So that is my bone to pick with that. Oh, yes. Yes. I think I might have called Greer a victim there. I, I did not mean that. Oh, yeah. um, I, I thought you were meaning like the people hurt and harmed from her words. Um, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. When it happens to be responsible about their reaction. Well, you know, and, and I, I know you didn't mean to say that, but you know what is interesting about it is the way in which mm-hmm. the show handled Kirkconnell made her look like a victim. And yeah. I think that was one yes. of the hugest problems from that whole thing, right? Is that yeah. if they had just done a better job at handling it, where in which she could have come up front and not been a victim, because she wasn't, but, you know, it ended up being that mm-hmm. way. If she could have come up front and made her apology like she wanted to do, she could have, like, done her accountability process. Mm-hmm. And if the show had taken accountability, then mm-hmm. it's not all on that individual, because it's not. It's the show that yeah. casted her 
and mm-hmm. put a woman from a sundown town on the first season with a black male lead. So like Yeah, totally, totally, totally. So I totally. I think that it it does. The show has often made them victims. And mm-hmm. uh, fun fact, white people love to victimize white people. So like they don't need any more fucking fuel to do that. <laughs> so like Truly. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it. I will say, okay, so Zach comes out and I'm fucking disappointed in every single woman on that stage because they were all way too easy on my man. They did not. Yeah. I think I'm glazed over for that as well. I'm like, I don't really remember what happened. They were they were really nice. They really didn't do it was Yeah, they, they it hugged. Was, it was stupid. Um yeah. and then we got a handful of scenes of footage we've never seen before. That was kind of fun. That was like, you know, when like Instagram profiles like are just for fun. Yes. I feel like that's what those montages were. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the show should be more. Yeah. Um, the end credit scenes need to be more incorporated mm-hmm. into the show. We don't need to just see trauma, 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 trauma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be more lightheartedness. So I appreciated that. Yeah, it really. It, mm-hmm. I think I saw a couple of tweets of people being like, "This is what we want to see. We want to see more of the women like bonding." Um, you know, because they were they were yeah, twerking, kissing fruit. they were kissing, fruit. learning they how to make out, farting on each other. Um, and, uh, there's think, some bloopies. Do you think Zach is a good kisser? No. No? I kind of, I, I've kind of felt things watching him kiss. No. If I compare him to Clayton, who's the last man I saw kiss, um, <laughs> it, I would, I would think that Zach is better. Yes. Uh, yeah. he was a little bit more tonguey and a little bit more open mouthy. And mm-hmm. Zach will do a lot more like closed mouth like kisses that I think are yeah, better. He has a better rhythm. He has a good rhythm. Also, a, a lot of times we see the bachelors just get so full body. And that as a viewer, although I love that type of kissing mm-hmm. personally, as a viewer, it feels like, I don't know. And like, um, I know I watch all of the shows, Love Island, uh, Perfect Match, et cetera, et cetera, when there was a lot of bad pda but it almost feels like intrusive mm-hmm. and like i don't want to see mm-hmm. like i don't want to see the moment the boner happens you know like that's which for is, them yeah which is yeah. what happens on fantasy suite but you're like let that just be on one episode <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't know i'm not a prude but you know anyway so i i, I like zach's uh flow <laughs> i'm glad he has one supporter yeah, oh, thanks. And apparently the rest of the women supported him because again, none of them fucking took him to town. And I am so annoyed. They were all like, Oh my yeah. god, we totally get why you were like such a tool about it. No, I'm kidding, y'all. He was not a monster, but anyway, he's annoying. He's just that guy. He's just that guy. He's that guy. He didn't give him much, you know, because he was like, bye, and then he they left. So it's like, what are they gonna say? Right, you're right. Like the decisive. biggest yeah, like the biggest offense was that he sent them home. You're like, okay. You rejected me. Fuck you. It's fine. Um, but he is stupid because (laughs) he no, okay. It's no, it's funny. It's funny. He he thought mold wine was mold wine. And so funny. And just it was funny. It was such a great moment. It's so pure. I think you said in the group chat, it's like it was just pure and fun and nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those moments in life where you're like, oh. This is like a just yeah. a good fashion chuckle. <laughs> mm-hmm. It happens to me all the time. Like, no, exactly. I would honestly like there's a lot of things where I'm just like, what? 
Oh, there's not that? Did he think did he think he was like drinking mold? Right. Well, I'm thinking kombucha, baby. Yeah. I guess cheese, kombucha. There's a lot of good probiotic. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I could I could see a scenario where he like really believed that and like I could see a scenario where in which I believe it too, you know, like if somebody was yeah, like, yeah, totally. this is like a fancy wine and I'm just like, oh, mold. Yeah. Like, no, I know that kombucha is good for me. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of mm-hmm. like a spore, which is like a fungus, which is like basically yeah, a two for one. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm going to get drunk from and it. I love that. Out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that's pretty fucking funny. <laughs> yeah that was good it was a good episode it was well-rounded and yeah Yeah. um we get the sex sex week preview so we get an extended sex mm -hmm. week preview and we talked about a bunch up front but yeah i guess what i will say is that at one point in the extended preview we got he says to jesse when he's telling jesse that he's not gonna have sex with anyone he says sex of any kind and then later when we get all these different shots of him breaking down and admitting to something, which I now I'm kind of on your tip. He never in the preview, we never see what he's admitting to. So maybe mm-hmm. there wasn't anything major. But yeah, it's like, well, sex of any kind. Like, so yeah, did he just get head? Did he just like, yeah. like what happened? Did he touch a boob? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I mean, and and. Yeah, a part of me just hopes it's kind of a mystery. I think they'll probably tell us. Yeah. But like there's something about not knowing what happened with Zach and Rachel. Yeah. That is just so intriguing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that will that will happen again. Mm-hmm. Um but we shall see. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it's with? Right. So I was going to ask it. So my this is yeah. true. I really I have not looked at anything based off of the newest trailer. They are wanting me to believe that he fucks Ariel. And I believe yeah. it. Um, and that yeah. he fucks Katie and then Gabby finds out and she beforehand, before he will either gonna fo- go fuck her or not, and then finds out before and uh gets upset and tries mm. to walk away. Um Yeah, because they show Gabby and Katie walk off crying, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Oh man. So yeah, so maybe it isn't Katie, maybe yeah. it's just Ariel, and then they both found out, and then that's it. That, I mean, and that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of different, you know, because typically, because because Clayton was trying to fuck all three. Um, I'm not going to get into all of the nuance of that now, sure. but you know what I'm saying. Like essentially, if we're going for like a big picture, you know, and he got to the third one, and then it all fell apart. And so I think it is kind of interesting that if he says he wasn't going to, but then still did, and then. Mm-hmm. still falls apart because the other two find out oh yeah it just goes back to like why do they have to tell everybody um because i don't know the past couple of seasons i guess with clayton and didn't happen with matt james but it sort of happened right there was it happened with peter mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. and hannah brown mm-hmm. this like disruption during fantasy suits mm-hmm. like it, it doesn't just let it play out, mm-hmm. you know, having this like time to talk, to learn about each other, to like do sex or not do sex and just have it on the other side. It almost it like it disrupts. I don't know. Personally, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I mean, OK, Clayton season. That was just like, wow, wild. Yeah. yeah. Really good TV. Yeah. But I always think it, it 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 just like creates more torture that I don't think is necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Because no matter what, if someone you love or care about, if you imagine them being intimate with someone else, it does hurt. Mm-hmm. But if it if it is this unspoken thing that, you know, we are adults, we have had pasts, we may be intimate with current partners. Yeah. Um, not to say you'll never talk about it. I don't want to, I don't want to say that like you shouldn't be honest and things like that, but there's just something to, to be said of like, we all have histories and they're a little messy and dirty and like, that's okay. Yeah. And, like and... we get horny and like things happen and like, that's okay. And it's the point and, like, of the show. And love you. It's yeah. the point of the show. Like, I'm sorry. Exactly. You know, you're dating multiple people. Yeah. And you and need to feel the connect. Yeah. And you need to feel the connections yeah. out, which is what Clayton was trying to say and what other previous yeah. leads have tried to say. And I agree with them. Absolutely. I am proponent of them fucking all three of them. Because that yeah. is what you fucking signed up for. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. And you you as the the contestant can say no. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you should be able to say that. But I meant like, yeah, like I'm here for that like as a whole. So like, yeah, because you just need to like have a connection. And I think you could still have a connection and still get engaged without doing it as well. Um, 100%. And someone could have sex with the person and not have sex with another and Mm -hmm. then choose the person they didn't have sex with. Mm -hmm. And it's still really valid because Mm -hmm. sex isn't everything. I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. Do you want to hear (laughs) some gossip that I talked about on this other podcast? So go listen to X Knows All with Christy. I just did a podcast uh, collaboration with her a couple weeks ago. Um, we talked about so many juicy gossip items of the many years past. We did a lot of like older contestants and she told me that it basically came out that Emily Maynard told, made the producers, told the producers, told the cameras, I'm not having sex with anybody. And it, that was like kind of the first that had, that had been done. Cause it was like a mom and whatever. And mm-hmm. She could still have fucked right by being mom. But anyway, yeah. it still was like a big deal. Cause she had made it like known. Right. And then she went and fucked Jeff F with one F. Sorry, Jeff with one F. <laughs> and maybe Ari. But like, don't quote me on that one. Um, but okay. definitely fucked her winner, which was Jeff. And mm-hmm. uh, like, I think kind of like had it on the producers where they could not let that out. Like, you know, like it. There was, you know, you know what I'm saying. Like we so, never. Yeah, yeah. So it could have been. It, it could have been similar to what it seems like is going to be in the Zach edit, where they're showing this conversation and he messes up just like she did. But they're putting it on blast. Well, you know, they always got to spin something. It can't just be a boring ending season. Although, actually, I, I didn't say this. Michelle Young was one of my favorite Bachelorettes. I loved Michelle Young's season. I loved her top four. It was it was Rodney. such a romantic season. It was so good. So, like, it doesn't need to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I don't know. You don't need to overproduce. Just, like, let things happen and you'll get stories. No, it's Past so true. In interesting people. Mm-hmm. You know, cast honest, interesting people, make them feel safe, like you're not going to harm them with their own um, identities and narratives. And like, they will show up. I know you haven't watched The Perfect Match yet, but I I, I would like you to so we could talk about it. Yeah. Because yeah. Um, everyone on that show is just so authentically themselves. And that's mm-hmm. what's captivating about it. You know, all of these women on The Bachelor, love you all. No hate. Um. But, you know, they're cookie cutter cutouts, mm-hmm. at least what they show us. Mm-hmm. Right. They could be any. They could be the same person. 
um, in a lot of ways. Some of them and, probably are, but <laughs> yeah, right. Just the way they present. Um, and so I don't know. We we just like you know we're calling for body diversity. We need. We would love to see more um, uh, vibrant, outgoing, mm-hmm. exuberant individuals that like have different stories to tell and that's where i'll say netflix kills it on that like truly every yeah. time i do step into watching one of the shows which it has been the two loveless blinds i skipped mm-hmm. number two but i did three one and three and i did ultimatum uh, maybe one other one um but yeah all of them were so much more compelling because of yeah they just did let they let the people be more the authentic and they were messy and listen a lot of them i fucking mm-hmm. hated but oh, i yeah uh it was still yeah it was definitely more entertaining in that regard they are Um, mm -hmm. they give them time and space to explain who they are too this show they give them dates they're you know it's a formula they give them dates they kiss and have a good time and then they go and they tell the lead all of their hardships or the biggest hardship of their life Mm -hmm. which is just trauma bonding and not fun but what I will say, though, is that I think, again, you were so right at the beginning of the episode was like, they are too, like, filtered or they're too, they're too, like, aware. They're too self-aware and they're too mm-hmm. aware of, you know, Bachelor Nation. Like, sometimes I get really in my head, y'all. And, like, I, like, spiral mm-hmm. because I, I, I realize that, like, I'm part of the thing yeah. that's potentially ruined the show. Um not me i'm not putting it all on me in like a ego way but like i'm a part of the culture that's like made it so like you can't do anything wrong to like mm-hmm. without whatever I mean, I and i sure. uh and i don't feel bad about it because like it's important a lot of the stuff that we talk about yeah, in these communities the right and so i it's fine and i also i also believe that you can do better the show can do better and still be entertaining. I do believe it. That's why we're fighting for this. We wouldn't be fucking wasting mm-hmm. our time doing all of this fucking campaign work if we didn't mm-hmm. believe that they could do it and it would be fucking good and they could be like these other shows in those regards. Yeah. So I just, but I do like go like, yeah, I feel like everyone is just so like sterilized now because they're afraid of being canceled. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, part of me just says fucking get canceled, dude. The, the fucking news cycle goes quick, baby. Like everyone already has forgotten about Haley Bieber and all of her bullshit. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Charity's cast. Yes. Um, I want to see this cast. If it's not to my liking, we'll see. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> I know we, we will, we will persevere another season. I believe uh, probably more, but the campaign is really hoping. <laughs> really open because it's hard it's hard when you put in so much energy yeah and feel like you're not heard but we are and what most what is most important to me at the end of the day um is that it's creating uh or it's starting it's igniting it's not to say we were the first to talk about this but it is it is starting a larger movement Mm -hmm. um no pun intended Uh, (laughs) of individuals like looking inward, looking into their own anti-fat bias, talking about it with their friends, educating their friends, helping people feel seen, and uh, and that that is the most important thing. So I'll always be here for that. No, it really is. We've done some really yeah. good work. We've really done some yeah. good work. And I think with any kind of movement at, with, against such a big hill, 
like The Bachelor, mm -hmm. it takes mm -hmm. um, a while. We're not going to yeah, turn around, you know, 21 years of exclusion, you know. So mm -hmm. it matters that we're making people feel seen and validated in the ways in which that they feel bad. And because I think that's what's really great is we get DMs from people being like, I just feel validated that you guys are calling mm -hmm. it out because um, I've not liked the show for a while. And it made me feel sad because I've been watching it since 20, you know, 2002, right? Yeah. Now mm -hmm. I don't like it as much. Why? And that makes me kind of feel weird. And now I know why, because you guys are talking about it, you and other people. And it's like, I think that's really nice, too. So, you know, totally. good shit. Oh, we well, love y'all. I love yeah. you. Love y'all. We can keep talking forever, but. I know. So fun. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Yes. Thank you, Jenny, so much. Um, Where can people follow you? Um, You don't want any followers. Interesting. <laughs> no, 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 I love them all. Just kidding. <laughs> I am on Instagram at uh, Jenny Sport. You can find me there and uh, or the DMs of Roses for Everybody. Yeah. Um, quite chatty there as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this was wonderful. Thank you, Jenna. And oh. thank you for bringing us all together and always doing the right thing and like having good nuanced conversations, just being thank like you. a badass. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> for better or for worse, this week has been definitely long, but I do love it still. And I still get so excited when I like finish an episode and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so good about that. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I just want to thank the listeners so much earnestly. It's been a really, really, really fun season and podcasting about it and meeting a bunch of new people, talking to friends. It's been really fun. I'm really excited. Next week we're going to have on Samantha, who was the author of Patricia wants to cuddle. Uh, we had her on yeah. last uh, fantasy oh sweet season for Gabby and Rachel. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. And she's coming back on for another fantasy sweets, baby. And I'm oh, excited so for that. <laughs> so uh, make sure you're subscribed as usual, rate and review. And we will see you next week. Bye, bitches. Bye. Thank you for listening to Descartes Pod. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Descartes Pod and follow your hosts at Jenna with a smile and at Drunk Feminist. Date Card Pod is produced by Andrew Olson. You can follow him on Instagram at Androne. Our music is by Jet Overly. Follow and support him on Instagram at Jetty Boy James. And our logo design is by Michaela Jane. You can find her work at MichaelaJane.com and on Instagram at Michaela Jane. Drop a review on iTunes if you're nasty like that. Bye! Bye. Oh, hello. It's me, the ghost who haunts your phone. Just kidding, it's actually me, Avalon, the host of Boohaha, which is a thing that I do. A podcast, if you will, that happens some weeks, not all. Don't wait up, it's fine, we'll call you. Shut up. Anyway, it's about ghosts and tangents. Mostly tangents, if I'm being entirely honest. So join me each and every week-ish as I gather the funniest people I know to a campfire that I build in my living room and then regale them with spooky tales of boogans and googas. Oh, also, it's a comedy podcast, if that wasn't clear from the vibe, you know. For more podcasts like the one you just listened to, go to SoBelowMedia.com. This, this is As Above, So Below. <laughs>